Welcome to this edition of the Daily Audio Tour. This is Laura Densmore. I'm going to depart from the usual reading of the scriptures and share with you an explosive report. And I'm titling this program, The True Condition of the U.S., Where We Are Now and What Happens Next. This program originally aired with Doug Hagman as the host, and he interviews Steve Quayle and Jamie Walden. Listen in. Delusion unto Destruction. Coming to you from the HagmanReport.com studio. Located in the Keystone State, birthplace of a mighty nation, it's your host, Doug Hagman. And welcome to Hagman. It is the Hagman Report for today. It is Thursday, this fifth day i was gonna say second but the fifth day of january 2023 man 2023 you still writing 2022 in your checks we'll stop that uh welcome everyone i got a great program for you and uh, i'm always honored i am always honored uh to have steve quail from stevequail.com gen6.com to be with me always honored but now i'm doubly honored because with uh, with us is Jamie uh, Walden, OmegaDynamics.org. That's Jamie Walden from OmegaDynamics.org. You know Jamie. You know him. If you don't, you should. And uh, Eric the Tech, how great is that? I've got his book right here in front of me. But, okay, I, see, I, I do read. And I'm, what a great book that is. If you don't have it, folks, grab it, as well as all of Steve's books. Um, I've got Steve's books with me here, too. Um, it's just not within reach, but I've got to tell you, a lot of the things that Steve has written about have come true. So with that, we're, we're going to be talking today about ignorance versus delusion. How about delusion unto destruction? That's where we're at. With that, I'm going to turn this over to Steve. Uh, Steve, thank you so very, very much. I know your schedule is busy, and uh, I know your time is precious, so let's go ahead. Well, we all had better learn to be redeeming the days and redeem, redeeming uh, everything. You know, if I hear somebody say, you know, they got to go kill time, I said, well, with that attitude, I guarantee you don't have to worry about time because it's you that's going to be killed. In other words, we are not seeing the true state and fate of the United States of a destruction. And that's what it's like beyond uh, Barry Maguire's hit in the 60s. We're on the eve of destruction. Now we're in the middle of the destruction. So today, and I talked to Jamie Walden, and I've known Jamie for you know, a decade, I guess pretty close to, maybe even longer than that. But we're dealing with something that most people cannot grasp, and it is the intentional destruction of the U.S. military from within, Jamie Marine. Uh, we're seeing the last uh, stores, storehouses of ammunition, everything from uh, man pads, uh, anti-aircraft missiles, man uh, shoulder uh, uh, stinger missiles, etc. But I don't think people understand that they have this mindset that there's someone coming to rescue them. There's someone to coming to rescue. The military is going to step in. They're going to step in. They're going to make war on the saints. So, Jamie, thank you for coming on. And again, it's critical that we get people to understand that the storehouse is empty. The weapon storage is all over the world. That when uh, General Mark Traitorous Milley gave 80 to $100 billion to the Taliban, uh, you know, it, it just goes on and on and on. But uh, we're stripped bare, we're naked before the world, and yet we're the ones provoking World War III against both Russia and China simultaneously. Will you please give the people today, Jamie, and thanks for your perspective of just how realistically dire the situation is. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Doug and Steve. It, it is definitely one of those things where, 
Most people, if they aren't from that world, they don't really understand the intricacies of how all these things are, uh, you know, coordinated and synergistic in a way. You know, like like the axiom says, uh, amateurs talk tactics, right? Professionals talk logistics. And at the end of the day, every single aspect of a war or war footing is only centered around logistics. Um, I have a background, Marine Corps infantry. I was a platoon sergeant, kind of a specialized platoon, had, had a reconnaissance role. So, you know, I was trained as a tow missile gunner, a heavy machine gunner. Gunner, a, ja a javelin missile gunner, uh, breaching, dynamic entry, all that kind of stuff. We would embed with uh, scout snipers, all these different layers of stuff within our specialized platoon that we would operate in. But more importantly is as a platoon sergeant being responsible for command and control over, you know, approximately 35 Marines and then the logistics that it takes to operate inside a battlefield with these multiple layers of, of uh, command and control mechanisms, you get a real quick picture how the battlefield actually functions and most people don't realize that all the movements currently going on right now with with russia and in ukraine and even china with their amphibious assault ships their amphibious landing craft right their their aavs their equivalent to our aavs uh the the mechanisms that are in place even off of vancouver island the the multitude of of uh cargo ships sitting off the coast of our deep water ports on both the east and the west coast right these different submarines surfacing you know, on both the East Coast and in the and in the Gulf region from our enemies, right, from the other belligerents out there, is they don't realize the depth of the infrastructure of the logistics that has been put in place. Now, the key component to that, the number one key component to the for for the logistics to a an impending kinetic warfare right now it's asymmetric right it's always asymmetric it's psyop it's sigints it's uh a cyber warfare all that stuff has been going on for some time right. let me let me let me stop uh, jamie let yep. me stop you and just have you explain asymmetrical warfare and when you said sigint sigint is signal intelligence that's you know basically eavesdropping with everything they've got to spy but right but please explain asymmetric warfare because people only see tanks, bombs, missiles, and aircraft, and they don't see the Wuhan virus being acknowledged by the Chinese. Exactly. That which they killed the American economy, and it came out just a couple days ago. You probably saw it, but the guy admitted, he said, look, our ultimate goal in releasing the virus was to get the vaccine and get the U.S. military to participate in its own destruction. So take it from there on asymmetric warfare. Yeah, no, that's a good point to clarify that because asymmetric warfare, if you don't understand that, you can't understand everything that's going on right now. Because really the, the context of asymmetric warfare is when a belligerent, right? Belligerent doesn't mean good or bad. It's just all parties you know, that are involved in, in some form of conflict. So when a belligerent is outnumbered or out technologied or out whatever, they have to operate as a smaller, lesser unit through asymmetric means to achieve the same desired ends. It's a David versus Goliath type of mindset, right? And so although the U.S. has a superiority in our ability to project power, that's the number one component people don't understand on what on what equates an empire, it's the ability to project power because the projection of power projection of power is what secures your economic prowess, right? And so within this context is asymmetric warfare. This is why you have the Feinstein's drivers and you have the honeypots in DC and you have the, the Chinese takeover of Hollywood and stuff like that. You have even the Ferguson riots, ladies and gents. The Ferguson riots were done by the CCP. They came in and bought up all that swap the real estate at fire sale prices it was started it was fanned into flame and it was carried out by the ccp this goes into our mineral rights that have been bought and sold by our state department over different you know uh, uh different people that have been in office being yep. sold off it is a the long beach port deep water port being bought and owned by china for a time right this is what's going on in the northwest these are all the precursors of asymmetric warfare to sow in to work in to to destroy from the inside out even in our academia and all these other realms that they've been operating in and the corporate espionage for at the appointed time, ladies and gents, this is where we cannot have the Neo-Babylonian blindness to not see the Assyrians amassing and crossing open terrain for two years at the appointed time in a single day and a single hour in the suddenly it goes kinetic and it's done.
That's what's all being set up right now. So even this whole Afghanistan debacle, people think that it's because our government are incompetent boobs. They are not. They are, but they're not right. They are not incompetent boobs. They are diabolical, Luciferian inspired sycophants. And they are carrying out their marching orders to the T. The LGBT movement is not a grassroots uprising of social rights and sexual expression. It is not. It is not organic. It is centered solely on a communist Marxist doctrine of the erosion of the nuclear family inside a nation through the academia, through the teachers unions, through the media in order to make you ripe for a takeover because you no longer have a solidified, unified national identity. All of it is a part of asymmetric warfare, including the modern monetary theory, which says spin into oblivion, which the U.S. has been subscribing to. It's pay to play and it's and it's all interconnected. So the Afghan debacle in coordination with the Ukraine shipment of our strategic reserves of armaments to protect the U.S. homeland or for a protracted protracted war with another, you know, semi-equal superpower is all strategically being moved into Ukraine and then probably funneled, you know, pay to play laundered to other nations uh, so that we are ripe for a kinetic strike on the U.S. homeland. It's all interconnected. Douglas, where would that be? In your estimation, a strike on the U.S. homeland. Yeah. So so you have you have several components with that. And there's a lot of there's a lot of different layers of intelligence that's come out really over the last 15 years. So this isn't this isn't like new intel. This is this is the you know, the the totality and the preponderance of the evidence that lends itself to this is that from both the northwest, like the Columbia River Gorge, that there would be a significant Chinese contingent, including several armor brigades and an amphibious assault coming up and through that Columbia uh, River Gorge area. And then also Southern California mm -hmm. at the same time along with aspects of the southern border pushing up into what would be Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, but primarily Texas, given our, our uh, strategic U.S. Army bases there and our missile defense systems, and then a simultaneous infiltration from the northern border with a Russian contingent through Minnesota. And as far as the East Coast and all that is concerned, that's all relegated to, I know, Steve, you talked about it numerous times, and Russia has been out there off our Atlantic shelf flexing their muscles numerous times. They've had their cable cutting drone submarines down by the, the underwater cables, which, by the way, if the listeners aren't aware, 98% of all Internet traffic and financial transactions go across the underwater sea cables. It is not extraterrestrial or space-based telecommunications that run the world. It's actually underwater sea cables that interconnect the whole world, including our ability to have targeting package and ISR platforms for our military overseas. Everybody tracking? So you literally would have this, uh, like I say, this, this Babylonian handwriting on the wall moment in time. We're in the hubris, the Nimrodian arrogance of the American elite and the, and the, the Babylonian arrogance of the American elite drinking from the golden vessels of God, feeling so secure in their narcissistic hubris that they have no idea that that very night, that very hour, an entire amassed army is going to take them down in a single day. Okay. So, Steve, if I can interject, Steve and, and Jamie. So, so what I'm hearing you say, obviously, our southern border is wide open. Obviously, you could drive, you know, the uh, thousand semis back, uh, side by side. I mean, it's incredible um, in my view that we've allowed this to happen. So it's wide open. You've got the largest un unsecured land border to our north. Um, so we're basically wide open there. You've got the both coasts um, surrounded by what I would call antagonistic um, vessels being submarines. Meanwhile, now, if, if this is what I'm hearing, and, and again, please help me go through this. So meanwhile, you've got the Biden, oh, Biden regime, you know, the new 
old guard, um, the warmongers with the communists embedded within our system, um, poking, poking Russia in the eyeballs and, and, you know, in the chest. They're just, you know, keep, they're, they're poking them. And then in addition to all of that, we've got this chaos within. So what you're saying is not only can we be hit, nuked, so to speak, but invaded at the same time concurrently. And we're ripe for that. Did I summarize that about right? Yeah, it, yeah, you did. And when when you look at it empirically, and even from you know a militaristic stratagem standpoint, is you know all this stuff with uh, you know Russia, you know having this this new imperialistic perspective on wanting to reclaim a bunch of their territories, or or even you know China preparing to move on Taiwan. And you have uh, the Iranian problem and, uh, and other areas of the Levant with, uh, you know, their their insatiable appetite for the Leviathan gas field that was found just off the coast of Israel. Uh, interesting that it was called the Leviathan gas field. And it's interesting that there is hooks put in the jaws of both Gog and Magog to come out against Israel for a very particular reason in the very near future. And so when you when you look at it from this context is America is the only thing standing in the way of all these other nations moving against what they want to move against. What you're what you wouldn't choose to do is go toe to toe with the U.S. slash NATO alliance and then obviously Japan and Australia and some of the other, you know, uh, um, oceanic you know, type nations that are in alliances with us, you wouldn't go toe to toe with them. You cut the head off of the snake. And by the snake, I mean the Ophidian, Amaruka, you know, Quetzalcoatl deity principality that rules over the United States of America. That's what you're going to go take out first. And then you have the freedom of reign to go ahead and move on these other things. So the, the number one component to this that the listeners have to know and understand is the collusion and the delusion from the inside out of America. You cannot project power against a, a nation like the United States of America across open oceans and accomplish what you want to accomplish with the amount of square mileage of the United States of America. You couldn't take it and you definitely couldn't hold it even if you did take it. So you must do it from the inside out. So that gets into the Wuhan flu and uh, the academia. And again, the, the, the brain suck to, to, uh, to China and everywhere else and the pay to play nature of every one of our politicians. Listen, there's been money trails all the way down to county road commissioners being bought and paid for by China. I mean, you have statements from Wei Feng of China, the CCP. He kind of their their equivalent to the head of their DOD speaking to their equivalent of a West Point talking about their preparation and the nearness of their full on amphibious assault of the United States of America. And you know what's interesting about their comments? They they're so braggadocious about it because they have a xeno uh what's the word? A xenocentric doctrine that they say academically is three times beyond. Hitler's Nazi Germany. They they believe in the superior superiority of their race and being descendants of the great white dragon and that they're of different bloodlines. And this gets into all the triple stranded DNA helix stuff. And they say that it is their divine right now in this moment in history to rule and reign over the face of the earth and that all Anglos must be genocided. They're not interested in cohabitation in the United States of America in any way, shape, or form. So all that to say that it, it they boast about being able to come from the West Coast and that they have been assured acquiescence slash stand down orders all the way to the Rocky Mountains. Well, okay. The, they're, how, how, much, how, how much, and Steve, I, I don't want to drive you nuts because I know you've talked about this, but how much of the U.S. military right now is on our side to fight this? Or, or, or are we completely compromised from the inside out, like you said? Well, and I think Jamie will answer that with a, an, a no-name conversation. But I will tell you this, from what I'm told, our military, all the good guys and all of the people that swore allegiance to the Constitution, all of the people that took an oath, they're all gone. They were forced out, 
And the people that wouldn't take the jabs, like U.S. Air Force pilots, like uh, Navy subcommanders, there's there's uh, very little. But to answer the question, the majority, if not the to- in totality of those serving now, are absolutely in a bed with the conquerors. Mark Milley, the head of the JCS Joint Chiefs of Staff, he basically withheld the nuclear launch codes from President Trump. That's treason. Uh, everything that you know is dug um, immoral, illegal, unconstitutional, uh, against the Bill of Rights. They've done it all. So my answer to that is, is America is done. It's over. I love this country. I've been fighting for the truth. But what I'm saying is, is that I want and Jamie, this is a good time to bring in your conversation with a very, very well positioned, true uh, American military man, will you share that? And obviously, can't share his name. Don't have his permission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I won't share his name if I if I said his name. Literally, every listener would know who who he was. They would all be familiar with him. So, um, a longtime um, Pentagon insider and just a warrior, and actually an authentic pra- patriot. And more importantly than anything, is he's a warrior for the kingdom of Christ. Uh, he wants to preach Christ and Him crucified and the resurrection of Christ and salvation and forgiveness for sins more than anything else. And yet, this guy has been a mover and shaker in cir- circles we couldn't even fully understand. And uh, I was talking to him off air off record one time and i and i asked him outright i'll just say sir i said sir what's the reality of where we're at you know i i can only i can only read open source intel i don't have any anything coming in from some super secret squirrel world you know it's all open source and i said so what's the real reality of what's going on and he said he said it is done this guy is so connected to make your head spin he said it is done it is finished a full marxist communist takeover infiltration in the u.s we're talking petrostrokia deception from the late 50s right on up to today it is done he said there is not one person left on the joint chiefs that will stand for america this is his words every one of them has been bought and paid for by china there will be no fight they will come in and and uh acquire the United States of America. And this, again, now this gets in to the signification of the outsourcing of our strategic reserves. Why? So you always got to ask the why. Because even the patriots, right? We're talking about the top tier guys that are the reprobates. There's all kinds of warriors in both law enforcement, federal law enforcement, local law enforcement, and the U.S. military, and the National Guardsmen. There are warriors that want to fight and contend for every aspect of the United States of America. They will not stand down no matter what orders they're given. Therefore, liquidate the reserves. They have nothing to fight with. It's like, what's a cop without his car and his gun? What's a firefighter without his his fire apparatus? What's a paramedic without his jump bag and his ambulance and his equipment in it? And what in the world is a hardcore patriotic warrior without access to the beans, bullets, and band-aids that they need to conduct their martial methods? They're nothing. And so even coming from a background and being cross-trained as, as a as a javelin missile gunner and a tow gunner, blah, 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 I'm like, people don't understand what that means, that 51,000 javelin missiles have been sent overseas. You, you can't concede on what that weapon is capable of and the and the prowess and the and the the efficacy of that weapon system that weapon system has one purpose and one purpose only that is anti armor destruction and it does not miss and it has top down attack modes and it has air burst modes that you can set on it and it's a fire and forget missile the, this it, it is when actually when i was in the marine corps we were initially uh dragon missile gunners and then we transitioned to javelins came about halfway through so it was a brand new weapon system for us in 2002 2003 era and this thing is being strategically depleted uh on the battlefield so that there's nothing here left to stop a amphibious landing and armor brigades of Chinese troops moving across the U.S. Now, people could say that's hyperbolic or that's sensationalism. It's not hyperbolic or sensationalism if you're not able to chew on that because it jacks up your normalcy bias. It's because you have a neo-Babylonian blindness. And this is what we were talking in off air, Steve. This gets into dealing with matters of ignorance versus matters of delusion. 
we are that this nation is delusional unto destruction and coming from law enforcement those who don't know me i wasn't just in the marine corps i worked with the u.s marshals i was in uh, law enforcement with a with the city west of chicago i switched over was fire ems did tech rescue tactical ems stuff for a while and then disaster response internationally so i've done I've done a couple different things in my life and uh <laughs> and in the law enforcement, and Doug, I know you can speak to this as well, too, as, as a top-tier investigator, is that you do not deal with somebody who's delusional the same way you deal with somebody who's ignorant. Ignorance can be corrected, right? Ignorance can be can be fixed. Somebody who's delusional, there is no conversation. There's no objectivity. There's no empirical data. There's nothing you could ever do to convince them of the reality that's all around them because they are delusional. Here's a unique attribute from a biblical worldview is they're not delusional because the powers of darkness are getting one over on them. I, I tell Christians all the time, I'm like, stop blaming the enemy of our souls, they're delusional because they chose it and they're delusional because God put it on them. So you're actually fighting against God. The delusional is God. The delusion is God ordained because they loved not the truth. Not that they didn't know the truth, not that they didn't hear the truth. They love not the truth because they neither gave him thanks nor glorified him. They became darkened in their mind, right? So the Lord gives them over. He gives them over. He gives them over. He sends them a powerful powerful delusion what kind of delusion a powerful one and steve you had that awesome verse yeah and i believe it was it in isaiah right that now. god chooses it yeah eric put that up if you wouldn't doug go ahead and read it hang, hang on see something's my, my mic is something's wrong with my mic here hang on okay well I, i'll read it then if you thank you thank you okay. yeah uh, my cable oh. disconnect i'm sorry I got you. No problem. Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, what most people can't understand is what Jamie is saying is one of the most important biblical foundation principles in the entire word of God. Righteousness exalts the nation, but sin is a reproach unto the people. But this is, I will also, God speaking, I also will choose their delusions and will bring their fears upon them. Because when I called, none did answer. When I spake, they did not hear, but they did evil before my eyes and chose that in which I delighted not. Hear the word of the Lord, ye that tremble at his word. Your brethren that hated you, that cast you off from my namesake, said, Let the Lord be glorified, but he shall appear to your joy, and they shall be ashamed. Now, listen, this is really important because, again, Jamie, and as you and I were speaking just briefly uh, before we went on the, the uh, broadcast, I don't think people understand the nature of that when God gives a nation over to reprobateness, okay, he abandons them to their sin. There is no military coming. And to quote everybody, listen, the sadness about this is, is what Jamie just said. 60% of Americans want this destruction because they voted to make war on God. It's estimated 52 to 60 percent of the people. They voted the Democratic platform and along with the, you know, I call them Republic whores. This isn't political. This is a matter of life and death. And we're dancing around the graveyard when we think that somehow NATO, the West, are going to take Russia down. And we've already sold out. Jamie, the, the Australian intelligence came out, what was it, two years ago, showing the amount of money some of our quote, lawmakers got a quarter of a billion dollars each. And that was yeah. that was out of an Australian intel feed. Governors in the United States got some 100 million, 200 million. I mean, this is a lot of bribe money. And, and then I heard another statement from someone who uh, heard this at the mouth, the eyewitness to the statement. He said, why don't you Americans just surrender now? We bought everyone. We own everything. And it's over. Would yeah. you say, Jamie Walden, that that's a pretty accurate statement? It's an unbelievably accurate statement. And that's why it's hard to concede because, you know, again, with delusion, no matter what data is put in front of somebody who's delusional, they cannot break from it. Right. It's the same nature of a, of a deception versus somebody who, who's ignorant. They just don't know what they don't know. And they're like, whoa, I've never heard that heard that before. That actually 
completely alters my paradigm and humility. I now have to say I was wrong. I'm going that way. So you can deal with people who are ignorant, but the, the evidence is all around us. It's leak after leak. It's exposure after exposure. But then you get into uh, the Cloward and Piven strategy, right? These, these again, reprobates, liberal reprobates with their psychological expressions that we have been so bombarded with so many nuances of story after story, leak after leak, reprobate thing after reprobate thing that we can't compartmentalize the data and connect it together. And that's why it's so important to come from an aerial view, from a macro real view and macro and everything, and look at the reality of how late the hour is. And I know what people will always want to say is when, when, when. Okay, I hear you. I hear you, Steve. I hear you, Doug. I hear, I hear you, Jim. I hear all these other amazing analysts out there that are connecting the dots. But when? And the bottom line is you won't know the when until it's too late. It's in a single day, in a single hour, and the suddenly I saw the smoke arising from all of her cities. The comms are gone. Fire and EMS aren't showing up because they're going to protect their families. There's nobody at the hospitals or higher echelon of care to take care of you. There's no logistics coming your way, and it will be because it's what we're owed. And people don't understand the righteous justice justice of God. He is not an heir. What he told Israel was like, hey, I'm going to preserve a few of you, a remnant, but actually not because you're good. He said, I'm going to preserve a few of you, not utterly destroy you. So when you go to the nations that I scatter you and they see you, they see your reprobate conduct and the searing of your mind and the way that you act, they will know that I was just in the way I judged you. They will know I was not a hard taskmaster. I was not some wrathful, vengeous vengeance god i was long suffering and patient and patient and forbearing and gracious and merciful but every single prophet i sent you and every person i sent to warn you you killed because you loved not the truth so i'll choose your delusions and i think about like god i mean that verse is powerful steve that you shared he chooses your delusions that means your delusion your delusions could be a joel olstein or your delusions could be a truth or movement q anon or your delusions could be narcissistic porn clickers sitting in your mom's basement uh giving yourselves over to the global child sex trafficking which i just got back from the dominican republic dealing with like three weeks ago like your delusion could be uh, loving the NFL and giving all your energies over to that. Whatever it is, he's going to choose it for you because you you made it very clear that you had made your choice long ago. And here's the important thing about the timing of all this that I always go to. Like, you know, we can talk objectively about the signs of the time and lateness of the hour, right? The volcanism and the earthquakes and the pestilence and the famines. And, and there's some empirical things that are hard data that we can look at. But I always go... To me, the number one indicator of lateness of the hour, even why I wrote the book, Steve, which you were gracious enough to write the forward to, and it was was the spirit of the church. That is the number one indicator of the lateness of the hour. It says, 2 Thessalonians 2, the man of lawlessness, the literally the embodiment of lawlessness, the man of perdition, the Antichrist, cannot be revealed until the great lawlessness in the church happens first. The apostasia, the official revolt or defection from the religious dogma that is true. The church decides the timing of the tribulation. That's my that's subjective speculation. But by the way, I'm like, the church is the one who determines it. There's only one church age, one Christian age or dispensation that, that is so disgusting and, and abhorrent to the Lord do a word study on abhorrent that he says, you're freaking hot vomit in my mouth and I'm going to spit you out. But you're so narcissistic. Your faulty self-actualization is so jacked up that you say you're wealthy and in need of nothing. Like talk about delusional, right? And there's only one church age where Christ, the king who bought you with his his his. Uh, invaluable blood and the propitiation for your sins and has given you a hope through the resurrection. There's only one church age where he's on the outside trying to get back in to the hearts of those who claim him as their Lord and savior. And so that's the centrality of knowing the lateness of the hour. And it, Steve, I know you and I are in agreement with this and I know Doug as well too. I unequivocally with confidence, confidence doesn't mean I'm 100% right. I'm just confident that America is mystery Babylon, period. When you get a peek behind the veil, like I have, or I know other people have just in the worlds that we've operated in, when you get a peek behind the veil internationally, 
you will you will have no doubts that America is mystery Babylon. And also, Jamie and Doug, I think that the contempt that the United States is held in now worldwide is is exactly the what the Jeremiah the prophet spoke about when anybody abandons God, the nations around them, even though they don't uh, worship the God of heaven, they know the God of heaven. But when they watch a nation turn on God, even in their, I'm not saying that they're going to heaven or anything, but even in their sense of right and wrong, they see that the United States has become a hissing, in other words, an item of contempt in the nostrils of the people around the world. And I think that this is really critical, Jamie and Doug. I don't believe, and and I, I got to say this, unless massive repentance on the order of Nineveh, massive turning around of God's people's hearts towards him, that might be able to ameliorate. But when God speaks concerning a nation, he says, at what point, that point that I speak concerning a nation to build up and to tear down. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're hearing the urgency in Jamie's voice, the uh, concern in Doug's voice, and the absolute how do I say this? Pleading in my voice, but it, you've got to understand, everyone. You, you're talking. You're listening. Forgive me. You're listening to Jamie talking, and he he knows what he's talking about in the military. But there is no one. And then Jamie, the sad part is address this: anything that's militarized in the United States will be used against not the Chinese, not the Russians, not the gangs. It'll be turned against the white gun owners in America, because that's what racial strife is all about. That's why Jesus said nation will rise against nation, ethnos against ethnos. That has been off the radar of contemporary Christian churchianity, I would say, for the last, you know, 300 years or whatever, 250 years. Now it's back in there. Oh, gee, look at all the race rights. Look at all the people calling this. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're white, you reject that. You say, I'm a realist. I'm not a racist. If you're a black person, don't buy the lie. We are watching the Marxist. Uh, Marx, I don't know if I can make a word out of that, but we're watching the Marxinian. There you go. Marxinian destruction of the United States. I, I'm so grateful that, Jamie, you came on because it's a fait accompli. In other words, the feat is accomplished. And the household name of the person that Jamie talked to, he said it's over, too. And he's been one of the stalwart, you know, America's the greatest country in the world. Well, even that entity, Obama, and, and by the way, the abomination that made our country desolate, that means destroyed, he made the statement. America's greatest nation in the world, and we intend to change all that. And they attain and changed all that. And Jamie, I'm going to say this and turn it right over to you. The sad part is not what they've done. The sad part is the people of God, who are the salt of the earth, who are the light supposedly set on a hill. Just let it all go with a pause, a yawn, and a hallelujah, brother. Another Sunday down so I can go live like hell the rest of the week. I'm yeah. sorry. The majority of Christians I know live there. So go ahead. Absolutely. I'll tell you when the the most discouraging, disenchanting, uh, one of the most in my life was January 6th. Um, you know, I, I was out there. I was on the front steps. I actually uh, this this is no vaingloriousness in it, but saved a Capitol Police officer's life. I believe it was it was it was the impetus that they needed for the blood and by the power of the Lord. This is not sensationalism. This was real time. There was other guys with me that saw this all go down. Is these Antifa guys pulled one up over the barricade and started monkey stomping him to death, taking his radio and taking his guns. And I saw it out of the corner of my eye and ran over there throwing blows, snatched up his gears as now these Antifa guys are beating the snot out of me, put my hand through the back of his body armor, dragged him up the steps of the of the mezzanine, right? Right there. The the main thing, like the top steps literally looking down at the phallic symbol nimrod right down at the washington monument and i dragging him by his body armor um up up the steps and as i hit the capitol police lines this is before it all got breached now all they see is a guy laying hands on one of their officers so they beating the snot out of me with batons i mean i got a beat down like you wouldn't believe and i i i flashed my badge and started yelling i'm blue i'm blue i'm blue as they're just working me 
finally there's somebody on the line, like a commander said, stop, stop, stop. They open the gates, right? And anybody who's done, who's done riot control knows how they open the gates. And they let me drag this cop back through. He was unconscious, right? And so now there's literally the police line and I'm standing there behind the police line. There's no other civilians behind this police line at this point. And I'm like, hey, hey, here's his badge. Here's his gun. They were trying to get his thing, right? And and they actually told told. You know, they're like, thank you so much. And, and they're they're fighting this surge of this demonic rebellion going on. Right. They're fighting a surge with all this shields and, and their batons and, and all their uh, uh, riot control sprays and the flashbangs and stuff going on. And then they 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 let me stand online with them for a moment in time. It was just this weird, this crazy, it was the craziest thing, Steve. It was like something out of a movie. And by then the other two brothers I was with came up there to my aid because they saw me getting worked. And so now there's the three of us. And I thought, man, this is, I, I, I prayed through it later and the Lord gave me understanding of what was going on. But there's this demonic horde. We saw the buses pull up and the Antifa guys get off in mass, all wearing the same clothing and donning gas masks. I watched it in real time. And so here we are standing on the top step of the mezzanine before anything got breached. And and all of a sudden, somebody from down in this lower portion on this patio said, in whose name do you come? Which, Aof, who says that, right? Like, who says in whose name do you come other than Legion? Nobody asks, in whose name do you come? And and my buddy standing next to me, who who is a Marine also, he said, we come in the name of Jesus. And I kid you not, I've asked for validation of it to make sure I'm not sensationalizing anything. It looked like the movies where a shockwave hit the whole crowd and they all shuddered for a moment at a time. And there was about 10 seconds of dead silence and all this chaos. And it was the power of the authority in the name of Jesus. And at that moment in time, I I thought, like I get filled with chills just thinking about, I thought the Lord was delivering the capital of Mystery Babylon back into the hands of the righteous. I thought there was enough righteous people standing up. There was enough righteous people there who were willing to speak up that he was going to deliver it back into our hands. And then and then right after that, they like broke out of their stupor because of the power of the name of Jesus, and they broke the lines within 30 seconds of that whole incident, they broke the lines and the whole thing is history, right? And I honestly thought that the Lord, I was praising God. I went off to the side. I was worshiping and praising God. Praise God. Praise God. The righteous are going to rule over the wicked. You're delivering it back. But here's when I knew how late the hour was, was when we left DC and we turned on the nightly news and I saw how they were demonizing everybody there. But worse, I went on to my social media feed and saw the vile, visceral, sycophant comments from the lukewarm apostate Christians calling us terrorists and everything. I knew, I said, this nation is done. That was the last chance. That was the last shot. That was the last bastion. That was the last great surge of God's mercy and grace. And the Christians blew it because they love the world and the things of the world. And they're at enmity with God. Unique qualifier about enmity. Enmity is mutual exchange, a bitter rancor, and forcible hatred and warfare. It's not that you're at enmity with God. Woe to you. He's at enmity with you. So. Well, that's the most powerful statement, Jamie, I've ever heard. As it relates to the actual contact point. The Christians had a point to stand for Jesus. They made war on you guys, whether it was you, your three brothers and that. And see, that's what, and I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm rejoicing. I'm looking for the return of Jesus. Amen. But I'm also, you know, I'm telling you, I, I'll use a different word. I'm very angry that the fact that Christians don't understand, if they won't stand for the Lord, they will have to betray the Lord and they will die and go to hell. Now, people say, oh, that's so mean. Listen. Mean. Jamie's an EMT. He he might have to do things to save somebody's life, but he's going to do them. And I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I I, I told Jamie because he, we haven't been on the screen together for years. And I said, you know why I put these lions behind me? Uh, because a lot of people are gracious. And they know I love lions and send me all this stuff. But the bottom line is to remind people Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And the righteous are as bold as lions. And Jamie, um, 
I would have said uh, kudos to you for being able to hold it together when those spineless weasels, okay? Oh, you shouldn't call names. Listen, they abdicated. Jesus said, if you don't confess me before men, I won't confess you before my Father which is in heaven. You guys confessed Jesus before men, and you got all the, you know, yap dogs on your heels. And, yeah. And again, I, I think, you know, and, and we've only, how long do we have, Doug? We've got 15 minutes, sir. Okay, good. It, 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 to re, how should I say this, reiterate the lateness of the hour. And I want to make, and I'm going to, I'm going to make a statement, then turn it over to you, Jamie. All of the people that I know that God has brought across my path, you guys both know some of them, and you don't know all of them just because there's so many of them. But they've all said this in the last, the ones that I've been in contact with in six months. It's over, Steve. Tell the people to prepare to stand in their testimony. It's over. Your nation has been taken from you and given to another. The curses of Deuteronomy 28. Yeah. Yep. They're upon us now, ladies and gentlemen. You're being dispossessed. The demon entities in the, in the, and I call it this, what it is, the slaughterhouse. It's no longer the White House. If you knew what went on in the basement of that, that, that heinous mausoleum's uh, Luciferian uh, surrender, I'm talking about the former White House that is a slaughterhouse, or even in the pentagram, then it, you should understand something. This was a projection that people absolutely had a chance to rise, but everybody stayed back. And God bless you, brother, for hauling that man in blue up the stairs, you know. And again, this is the orchestrated communist takeover and takedown. No, no, there, somebody said, well, 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 what about all this illegal stuff going on? Look at the FBI, look at CIA, look at, by the way, I saw, and Jamie, I know, I, I don't know her personally, but I knew the lady who ran the CIA, and I saw her with a MAGA hat and a little, uh, a little flag, uh, I forget her name right now, and I said, yep, all is orchestrated by them. And, and Well, so you know what? The FBI came to my house within five days of January 6th, and I was pissed. I mean, I was livid with these guys, you know, and they, they did this appeal like, oh, hey, bro. Hey, buddy. You know, hey, hey, we're hey, we're combat. But, you know, he's army. He, we're Marines. Oh, you oh, you work with the marshals. Yeah, man. OK, we got so much in common. Hey, we just want to talk to you, man. And I said, oh, it's so hard not to cut. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, you yeah, can but, imagine what I said. Yeah. I'm like, you freaking cowards. I was like, you freaking cowards. You're here on some political witch hunt. And I said, then you have the video and you have the video of me saving that Capitol Police officer's life. Why in the world are you at my freaking door? Like, you know what's going on, right? Like, I was livid. So so this gets in the context of, of exactly what we're saying. Here's here's I was so grieved. I was so grieved by the FBI coming. I was so grieved by the Christians. I mean, I thought the local churches were going to come burn down my office for being out there on January 6th. Here's, and I, and I, and I was, and I was in lament. I mean, tearing my clothes. I was, I was crying. I get on my knees, right? I went into, into a short fast and I was like, Lord, what am I to understand about what just happened? God, what happened out there? I can't compartmentalize it. It was insane. It was the most radical thing I've ever seen to the negative and the positive. And, and he said, he said, um, Jamie, Ezekiel 14. I'm like, Ezekiel 14. What's Ezekiel 14? You know, I, I'm, it's not like I have the Bible memorized. Right. And I'm like, so I, I'm like, well, I have no clue what's in that. And I turn <laughs> to Ezekiel 14. This is Ezekiel 14. Even if Noah, Daniel and Job, yep. three men, this, there was three of us. Remember as I like the Lord was showing me this picture. He's like, I'm not kidding. Even in these three men, stood and interceded they could not save this people only they themselves would be saved by their own righteousness and and it goes on ezekiel 40 it says it three times over even if these three men stood yep. even if they stood they cannot save this nation i have given it over no more delay and the lord's like that's what you just bore witness to like for real on a cosmic level i'll never know or understand in the land of the living but he's like I did it as a testimony in the heavenly realms. You'll have no clue. And it's like, that's insane, right? So I go, the depth and the breadth of the weightness of the hour is beyond 
our corporal reality and it's beyond what our normalcy bias can contain. It's only by the power of the authority of Christ Jesus and the Holy Spirit and living out from his word and knowing your identity in Christ alone that's going to sustain you. That's the entire purpose of the book, Omega Dynamics, is that you would know your identity in Christ because if your identity is even remotely in anything else other than him and him alone, you will not be an overcomer. You yourself will be overcome. But when your identity is in Christ alone and you so know this efficiency of his blood you so know the power of the resurrection you will not fear your life so much as you're afraid to lose it because ain't nobody taking it from you homie it is solidified and secure and hidden in christ jesus nobody can touch a hair in your head nobody can take it from you greater is he who is in you than all y'all that are in the world and literally the gates of hell will not prevail against his people see we have a mission set in this generation and it's a powerful, good, effective mission set. It's to be strong through the Lord, go forth and do daring feats of valor, and as Daniel 12 says, to turn many back to righteousness. The one aspect of the days of Noah we so neglect. Noah was a preacher of righteousness, ladies and gents. So it's like, you got a mission set, but I'll tell you what, it is not for the ease of triflers or cowards or the complacent. Woe to the complacent. The complacency of fool destroys them. And by the way, cowards... All you little skinny jean narcissists, you know, patty cake Christians, you're the first to be chucked into the lake of fire, period. Because you make so little of the king who bought you. You so trample on her foot, the blood of Christ Jesus. You make so little of the grace of Christ and you poke a finger in the eye of the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is not a coward. He saw the fight and the man that the Christ Jesus was made manifest for this reason, that he, he might destroy the works of the evil one. He was not complacent. He was not cowardice. He came right smack into the muck in the mire to fight, to set the captives free, the true and better freedom fighter, Christ Jesus. Amen, brother. That's, that's the most succinct, condensed, how should I say, uh, laying out the evidence for why the United States is absolutely, with the exception of they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. But, Jamie, people say, well, can't, well, America, Brother Quayle, you know, and, uh, that's just another issue I have. But anyway, uh, uh, won't America see the light? I said, no, they deny nope. the light. Uh, won't they Won't they rise up? Or how about this one, Jamie? I'll, I'll just let you respond, because I don't want to say the word. <laughs> I don't want to say that word. Well, I really do, but I won't. The bottom line is, is that people think that God owes America a lifestyle of perversion, of blindness, of acquiescence, of horrific child sacrifice and slaughter, of horrific cannibalism. I'm talking ritual cannibalism by some of the biggest names you see smiling on the nightly news. But at this point, Jamie, knowing that we're dealing with basically in, in the majority of men that I've met. OK, now I'm going to say this, you guys, I pretty much am isolated. I trust the people I trust and I don't relate. But the issue of men in the church being men. And I'm glad, Jamie, that God raised you up to speak to that and to train men to be fighters. But the idea of pacifism equals holiness there's nothing further in the word of God. And I'm telling you, that's that's a lie. And again, you know, there, there is a there is a passage in the Old Testament that if you're wounded in the stones, you know, you can't go into the congregation of the Lord. And and that's simply another In other words, you 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 were uh, I don't know what's the word you're castrated. The point is, is that the idea is to get God's men and women to stand up and recognize, you guys, it's over. You're not like somebody says, well, we should do this. Well, I got news for you. There was no we there except your two brothers that, you know, that you guys went up the stairs. And I want people to understand that, that Ezekiel 14 is so important because three times God says it. He doesn't just say it once, you know, these three men be in the land. doesn't just say it twice. On the third time, it gives me goosebumps. He means it. And that's what I think Doug is critical. I'll turn it over to you. We just have to absolutely understand that we're dealing maybe, honestly, within weeks or hours. Because the hour will come when Jamie 
is on his own with Jesus and his family and his friends and whoever's with him. When I'm the same thing, when Doug, you're the same thing, and everybody who has a heart for God will have to stand in the Lord and the power of his might. And God bless you, Jamie, for sharing that, because I think that's indicative. That is, I would say this, that is a absolute uh, a widescreen television program of the disease that has destroyed America. And it's called complacency, but it's also giving heed to seducing spirits and abandoning the faith. Go ahead. Yeah, it, it absolutely is that. And so then it, it comes it comes full circle to, you know, in light of this, you know, I know Henry Groover, Dimitri Duderman, they've they've all seen this as well, too, this kinetic invasion of the U.S. mainland. I personally, over the last 13 years, I've had three undeniable dreams from the Lord. It was always Chinese troops and it was always an amphibious assault. And everybody was bewildered at how in the world they were everywhere all at the same time. They, like they, they didn't even know how to wrap their mind around it. And it was wholesale genocidal slaughter as they were laughing at people rolling into neighborhoods with their, with their APCs and their AAVs and their five tons and the doors dropping and them just slaughtering whole neighborhoods at a time. I've seen it. I've seen it and I can't deny it. And that is what's coming for the United States of America. So, Steve, we talked about this off air. A quip I remember from you from from years and years ago was that you said, you know, all this revival talk is so emotionally predatory. It's it's emotionally predatory. Revival, revival, revival. You I am a paramedic. You cannot revive something that's dead. It must be resurrected. And we must return to the resurrection, Christ Jesus. There is no revival coming, but there is a resurrection for those who cry out to him. And remember what the scripture says, those who know their God shall be strong and go forth and do exploits. And knowing that the Lord presupposes an intimacy that very few people realize. It's not those who like their God. It's not those who go to church. It's not those who listen to Hagman every day. It's not those who know the latest, greatest intel. It's not those who, you know, celebrate the feast days because they're Torah observant. That's not what it says. It says those who know their God. That is a whole different level. Those are the ones that will be strong through the Lord, back unto the Lord for his glorification and for their great joy to the going forth and doing daring feats of valor. Why? For their own vainglorious self-exaltation? Absolutely not. Why? Because they know their God. It's all for him, period. Wow. No, I, I'm just, I, I, I'm amazed. Okay, at, at this, this has been one of the most incredible, uh, fantastic uh, episodes in in my memory. Jamie Walden, OmegaDynamics.org. Uh, That's OmegaDynamics.org. Of course, Steve Quayle, SteveQuayle.com, Gen6.com. Uh, Jamie, thank you for what you did. If I can ask, I, I got about three minutes left here. If I can ask that feeling that you had at the Capitol when you thought, you know, from what I understand, that, you know, we we could, this could turn out okay. And I, the way you said it, I, I could not repeat it, but what, what, was, the, what was the factor that, that, changed all that it was it was when we got back to our hotel and turned on the national media to see how they were reporting on it so it was okay that's it it was shocking it was shocking the divergence from truth and reality that place was filled with families worshiping singing it was the most patriotic moment of my life i'm marine corps infantry i've been a lot of pomp and procession and parades and ceremonies that are patriotic there, they were. There was 1.2 million people singing patriotic songs in unity and praying together, and groups praying, and families and kids. And then the buses pulled up, right? And then the barricades got breached. Okay. And the media spun it all. And, and that, that I, I wanted to make sure I heard that correctly and understood that correctly, and, and because the media, of course, as Steve Quayle has been saying forever, and, and we've been saying, obviously complicit in all of this. And uh, wow. Wow, what a remarkable story. Uh, Jamie Walden, OmegaDynamics.org. Uh, Jamie, thank you so very much. Steve Quayle from SteveQuayle.com. Steve, thank you so much for organizing all of this, uh, organizing today. And, yeah, uh, it was critical. I got to tell you something. Just like, and I know Jamie knows this and you do too, Doug, but you know when God says now, 
It, he didn't say tomorrow. He didn't say a week from tomorrow. He said now. And that's when it was you know, laid on my heart to reach out to Jamie. And ladies and gentlemen, this is a call to stand for your God. This is a call not to run but uh, from the trouble, but to run into it in the strength of his might. Because again, ladies and gentlemen, we're up against Goliath, but the God that gave David victory will give us victory if Amen. we will but stand. And Jamie, blessings to you. Thank you so oh, much, bless. brother. And, uh, you know, I just mean that with a heart of thanksgiving, and I, I'm, I'm just grateful you remembered that. You cannot you cannot uh, bring revival to a dead person. You have to give them the resurrection of the yeah, Lord yeah. Jesus Christ. And I'm saying that revival. Revival's coming. Revival's coming. That's totally a lie from hell. You do not get a revival without the only one who's capable of resurrecting you, my brothers, sisters, me, Doug, us, Jamie, all of us. It is the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that is who we serve. Doug, I got a brother. I tell you, I feel like we're having a Holy Ghost session here right now. <laughs> because, because here's the thing. God is a mighty God. And I personally am at war with those who would punify, who will stay silent as a king of glory, as, as a redeemer of the human race, is mocked, ridiculed. Lord, thank you, Jamie, for what you do. Blessings. God bless you both. Thank you, guys. All right. Good night, everyone.